Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, and today we are doing something, uh, as we've been doing these, these roundtables, we're kind of changing it up a little bit, and so Alicia came up with this great idea for us to be on a deserted island, we've been secluded away from everybody, doesn't necessarily have to be an island per se, but we're just away, we've got six months of just being alone as a group, and we have to work it together, is that correct? Yeah, so basically six months secluded, you pick your destination of choice. We have all our regular comforts. We get to take like our families. Micah was concerned about the cats. We would be able to take the cats. We would live in comfort, but you can only have five movies that you can bring. You can't do streaming services. Um, maybe this place doesn't have internet, but you can only take five movies. Okay. I like that. So, Micah, Alicia, thank you guys for joining us for this episode. And we will go ahead and do this like normal where it's Micah, Ali well, we'll start with Alicia and then Micah and then me. And we'll go around in that way. And we will start with our first picks. So any other things before we start? Micah, any, any comments, concerns? Summer roundtables. Summer <laughs> roundtables. There we go. All right. With that, starting off your first pick. Alicia, what are you taking? Uh, my first pick is Jurassic Park, the original. Original. Talking 1993. Um, all of the wonderfulness of John Williams and dinosaurs and Jeff Goldblum and all of those wonderful things. Um, we've talked about Jurassic Park on the on the on another episode before, um, but it has always been one of my favorite movies. Um, in fact, a lot of my picks are at least 20 years in the past. Um, which I think says a lot kind of what movies you really watch over and over again um, that really kind of stick with you. Not to say that there haven't been great movies that have come out recently. I I absolutely think that. But um, if I'm going to take my first movie is going to be Jurassic Park. Solid pick. Solid pick. I'm glad that we have that at least on our list. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Micah? So with the idea of keeping, uh, I think it's a good idea that we get to benefit from everybody's. Yeah. Right? So like, mm -hmm. so essentially like, we get 15 films in our grouping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So summer round table, uh, summer of round tables continues. My first pick has to be the dark Knight. It's a good one because I can watch that movie any, at any time. Um, mm -hmm. speaking of movies that are almost 20 years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, 2008, right? Corey? Yeah. 2008. Um, it's Christian crazy. Bale as Batman, Heath Ledger, rest in peace, as the Joker. Um, iconic film, uh, iconic trilogy. And if I had to pick one out of those three of the Christopher Nolan trilogy, it'd have to be The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. Film score, Hans, Hans Zimmer. Zimmer. Oh, oh, I was getting there. There's no, I, was, well, I was getting there. <laughs> oh, I know. You even say that there was hardly anything wrong with that film. If you go back and listen to our episode on The Dark Knight, like it was, we just rant and rave about that. It's It was such a well-composed movie. Mm -hmm. And just from from the casting to the the storytelling every there was really the only and again the only thing that we had issues with was just that they they killed off uh two-face because you could have just kept him for the second movie and it would have been great yeah. and keep him as a, like a lesser villain but that's the only i think that was the only issue we had with that whole movie yeah they could have brought him back in the dark Knight rises um yeah, yeah i uh, i totally agree and and i said it i think i said it in the dark Knight episode that you and i did jordan but like that summer, man, I was home from college. I spent more money, I think, on that movie than I've ever spent in that movie theater. I mean, every week I, I went to see that movie. <laughs> every, like, even when it was in, like, you know, when they, like, take movies, they put them, like, in the, 
the theaters like where they only show the like, dollar theaters the, oh, no, yeah. no 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 I, what i was going to say is that like you know like when they first start they show them like 20 times a day but then like four to four or five weeks go by i gotcha they show them like once or twice a day. So like I was even to that point. And then yes, the dollar theater, we had a dollar theater back then. So um, he's like, this showing has ended, but I'm going to go ahead and hop in line for the next showing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember even uh, when the movie came out, like I just was like, oh, I gotta go buy this. So yeah, dark Knight. I think we'd all agree that that's a, that's a I'm, good one. I I'm like glad it. it made it. Yep. yep. Jordan. All right. I had I, I've looked about this. I've thought about it a little bit. And I told you guys at the beginning that I'm not going to write a list. I'm going to kind of go off the fly. Just some of my favorite movies. And while the Power I, Rangers well, movie. <laughs> listen, you ooze, you lose. Um, <laughs> if if I was to be completely honest, I want to say Captain America, the Winter Soldier. But I'm going to try not to put that in there. So mm-hmm. just because that, that that's just the go to for me. So I'm going to stick with an Avengers film being Marvel's The Avengers. And I think that that is, you can watch it a million times and see it from all the different points of views. So Mm -hmm. like, you could be like, okay, I'm watching this to follow Tony Stark's story. I'm watching this to watch uh, Banner's story. I'm watching this to see Captain America's story. I'm watching it to see um, Thor's part. Like you can see it from multiple different story arcs and just see how that each one grew. Um, And I feel like it wouldn't grow old on us. Well, I also love, too, like thinking about the end game perspective. I'm always curious if you watch it, if you'd be able to see the their future selves within the movie. Mm. If that makes sense. Probably not. But well, they they posed it. They posed it in ways that you really wouldn't see. And yeah. they add they added from the, the end game perspective so that they just fit around the time frame of what they watched. Right. But man, that would have been cool if they would have like, hey, there's been Easter eggs this entire time. Mm-hmm. That would have blown me away. If we play our cards right, we could get all four Avengers films. We're in the end game now. Mm. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> I feel like that was a solid starting to, to our, our round table here. Yeah. You can't go wrong with the Dark Knight, the the original Jurassic Park and Avengers. Like that's like that's a true. solid, like that's a solid Saturday rainy day at home, like in the like sitting there and watching all those movies. Those are incredible picks. I love it. It's the weirdest trilogy I've ever seen, but I totally support it. It's not a trilogy, Jordan. <laughs> it's just the fact that we get to sit there and have a movie day. No, no, like, I, no. Are... Have you seen the meme where they they took all these posters that looked alike? It was like uh, the Force Awakens, like a Fast and Furious, and something else. Like the the, the posters had the same like theme across the board. Maybe it was Ant Man and the Wasp uh, or whatever, but they had like the same theme and they put them all next to each other. So it kind of looked like it was a trilogy poster. And then mm-hmm. they were like, this is the weirdest trilogy I've ever seen. Like, I, <laughs> I don't understand it. And, That's funny. And there was one recently where I sent it to Micah and I said, hey, this is the weirdest trilogy I've ever seen. And I don't think you understood what I was saying in that moment. <laughs> well, I thought I thought it like you were trying to know what you sent. Well, you sent it to me. But then you said in the text, you were like, um, like, I don't understand this trilogy. Yeah, you said, no, you said you didn't understand. And like, you were messing with me. And I was like, is there like a riddle behind this? Because I thought like, well, did this movie come out this year? And like, I thought really hard. I thought harder than I should. You, over, you overthought <laughs> it. <laughs> it was like, these movies came out in this time and this year. And they're kind of connected because of the actors, but they're not really the same franchise. And it was just, I was over- like, they're not even the same film studios. I overthought <laughs> that way too much. It was bad. I think it was on a Sunday morning and I was getting ready for church and things was going on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
All right, round two. Micah, start us off. Well, Jordan, um, you kicked us off with the Avengers. Um, and no, it's not Age of Ultron, but it's Avengers Infinity War. I was going to say, I have no doubt you will pick Infinity War out of that list. And yeah. when Alicia brought this idea to my attention and we were driving somewhere, we were grocery shopping, going to the doctor. I don't know what we were doing the other day. And she's like, what would you pick? And I'm like, I'd have to pick Infinity War, but like, if we were stranded on a desert island, I'd have to have Endgame because, you know, it's three hours and if we had time to kill, we'd, it's a longer movie. So like, but my go-to is definitely Infinity War. I just, I love the story arc that they, that's a perfect cliffhanger movie. Mm. Like, like it's just, there's so many good things going on and then all of a sudden, boom, Thanos gets the stones and he snaps it and it's like, oh, no. I'm not going to let Oliver watch uh, Endgame after watching Infinity War for a whole year just to make yeah. him go through what we went through. <laughs> so mean um but alan sylvester you wrote that film score um mm -hmm. wrote another uh famous trilogy called back to the future um just a solid score and i i love everything about infinity war the the banter between the teams that were set up and jordan you and i did an episode about the different proposed teams that they're going to do in secret wars or um king dynasty i forget which one we were talking about but um you know dr strange and spider-man and Tony on one team, and then you get the Guardians, and they all meet up on Titan. There's just so much good banter, right? And then you have the War in Wakanda, and Thor comes back, and it's just like, ah, where's Thor been all this time, you know? And then and, and Banner's like, you're in so much trouble now. Like that whole, there's such good stories, mm -hmm. and that whole good movie, scenes in that movie, right? And there's these reunions that happen, and then there's these superheroes that meet each other for the first time, and then you mm -hmm. include the Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's just like this whole big story that is just amazing like it, i think it was truly like the first test jordan of like okay in avengers and avengers Infin or, i'm sorry avengers the original and in avengers um age of ultron like we had a few additions in age of ultron but we didn't have the magnitude that we had in infinity wars in regards to the number of superheroes and being able yeah. to tell that story the russo brothers just knock it out of the park absolutely i i completely yep. agree there which brings me to my thought with my number two, it is not going to be a superhero film, but I think about just the way that a team comes together and it's my favorite heist film. And this would be Ocean's Eleven. That's and it would be the remake, the, the 2001, not the the original uh, with the chairman and the and the rat pack. Um, <clears throat> but but just knowing the way that that movie was and like I think a lot of elements there helped play into how they helped kind of build the Avengers stuff. Cause it's like, okay, how do you get all these different actors together? Cause I mean, Don Cheadle is in both of the films that we just announced. So you have to have a Don Cheadle movie, by the way, for your number two, that's the theme <laughs> for this one. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what we do. We like, we just put a, put a thing on each. Uh, one. I'm not going to meet that. <laughs> She's like, out of all my picks, didn't make it. Um, Iron no, Man I, I, two. <laughs> Iron Man 3. <laughs> but like Ocean's Eleven, just out of all the, the heist movies I've seen, I've just always come back to that one. I'm like, it's so good. I just, I love that one. I love like oh, what, Tower Heist. Um, That was good, but it, it was no Ocean's Eleven. Ant-Man uh, coming in and being like, it's a, well, the first Ant-Man, really all Ant-Mans kind of have a heist film kind of thing to each one of them. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the time heist, and end game but like 
out of all these films where there's a heist or whatnot, like I feel like Ocean's Eleven just really it's just a favorite of mine. It's it's kind of like a, a guilty pleasure movie for me. That's a good one. I haven't seen that one in a very long time. Um, but yeah, very good. Very I almost good threw Oh Brother Where Art Thou on my number two. Have you seen Oh Brother Where Art Thou? No. Oh yeah. That's one of my brother George. Lonnie's favorite movies. I really like the soundtrack of it. I'll say that. But I I think I started watching it a number of years ago and just kind of lost interest and never finished it. I got gotcha. I'll put it on my list of watching. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Number two for me. Um, you know, when you're when you're on when you're secluded, I think sometimes you just need a good cry. And I think our good cry movie can be Remember the Titans. Ooh. The year was 2000 that the movie was released. A long time ago um, in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just such, I mean, everything from the emotion that you feel in the in the film score to the soundtrack. The music was just wonderful. Um, just so, so good. The acting, the whole story to it. Um, sometimes we hear a lot of the um, the racial issues that are still going on today. Um, Mike and I go, you all just need to sit down and watch Remember the Titans. Like, (laughs) because honestly, like, that's not what it should be about. It should just be about appreciating each other and loving each other. Like there's, there should be no room for the racial divide that continues to happen, but it's just such a good movie. I feel like it's so timeless. Like I, we watch it a number of times we actually talked about it a couple weeks ago when we were preparing for when we were starting to think about this episode and um and i was like i feel like that's going to be on my list and so then micah starts watching it um it always makes him cry it always makes me cry um it's just such a good good movie such a good movie i agree solid pick so not a don Cheadle, but who doesn't love denzel that's fair. That's that's absolutely fair. All right. That's down to round three now. That's yep. that's me. I absolutely love this film. I love some 80s, 80s films that just have always just been then that classic piece for me that I'm just like, hmm. So I'm going to give the Karate Kid. Karate Kid is classic for me. I've, I will die on that hill that <clears throat> Daniel... Daniel Russo is uh is a a punk who uh who won by a fault. <laughs> you should not have won that with the kick. It was said in the the uh the rules no no kicks above the 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 was it uh the head like no headshots or something like that. Mm. But he got away with it. He ended up winning. And I'm still upset about it <laughs> all these years later. That's funny. So, but no, Karate Kid. I I just think that when you when you look at Mr. Miyagi, like we live in a climate, and 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 this is this is my soapbox. I'm going to take a soapbox stand real quick. Um, like we're we're pastors in in a movement right now that there's a lot of talk right now that um we're we're I don't know how many times I've had the conversation about the issue at hand at the moment. I don't want to talk about the issue because that's not what this podcast is about, but there's an issue at hand. Mike and I have talked about it. Um, Scott and I have talked about it. My dad and I have talked about it. Pastors on staff have talked about it. Like I'm talking about it with all these people in our movement. And the more I talk about it, I'm just like, 
we we need to be holding on to values from like the 80s and 90s not that like they had it perfect but there was a lot of family values and there was like your mentors like mr miyagi who was not afraid to hit you and tell you you were wrong mm-hmm. he was not afraid to sweep that leg <laughs> like, <laughs> sweep the leg put him in a body bag <laughs> um but but really i just i just think that for this movie it was such impacting and i think it helped with the generation that that were growing up in that time frame. I mean, my dad showed me this movie when I was a kid, and I've I've always loved it. But I think that was a huge defining thing for for some of them. Mm-hmm. So we just we need more we need more Mr. Miyagi's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people shouldn't be afraid to. I mean, one stand up for for what they believe in, but honestly, it it's okay to disagree with somebody. It's okay to oh, challenge to be challenged, like. I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have great mentors that loved me enough, cared about me enough to tell me when I was wrong and to help me find the best path. And it's okay also to have conversations where you walk away disagreeing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So. 100%. And I I think Miyagi kind of helped Daniel be able to walk in and stand on his own, but to know that you're not going to win every fight. You're not going to, like, it, that's not what it's about. It's about respect and honor. hmm So. All right. Alicia, you're up. All right. Round three. Hocus Pocus. Ooh. 1993. I love, I just, it doesn't even have to be Halloween. You guys I were so watch. excited when the second one was coming out. You guys were like... We're watching this one tonight. And it wasn't, it like, I think they did a good job. Not the word, this is not what this podcast about is about, but they did a good job of nodding enough to the original, but still trying to tell a new story that we haven't heard before. I think they did a great job. But anyway, the original Hocus Pocus, 1993. Um, I, I There's so much that I love about this. Um, I mean, I think that a lot of little girls at least one time for Halloween dressed up like a witch. Um, I don't know if that's where the fascination is from. I think so did Micah um, one year. <laughs> He's just shaking his head. Um, I was but, thinking I was thinking because I you know I grew up watching the whole Nick and Knight thing and the Nick and Knight mm-hmm. when I was a kid was a lot of the older shows that our parents grew up on and it was mm-hmm. Bewitched was one of them and they yeah. you know a male witch was a warlock warlock yeah. yeah and so i was like no i want to be a, i was a warlock that's <laughs> <laughs> like, what i wanted to say but you know i was like you know you're a wizard you should have you're, you're a wizard, wizard harry, harry. <laughs> <laughs> so hocus pocus i mean so many good or things is, about or just... Sp- tom holland spider-man in infinity war says you told me to follow the wizard <laughs> <laughs> that's good uh, but I just, I love everything about that movie. It doesn't have to be Halloween. I will watch that movie anytime. Um, in fact, this was one that I, I was working on my top five and I was scrolling through a streaming service and I was kind of mad at myself that I didn't automatically think of this movie because it is one of my favorites. So Hocus Pocus. Micah? Yes. I believe your round three is next. I thought Jordan was. Jordan I went, went first. Oh, that's right. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't believe we've had a Star Wars film yet. We've not. Nope. 
And Don't for you dare pick the Force Awakens. <laughs> we're the Last Jedi. We're the Rise of Skywalker. Um, I'll accept any answer except for those three. Well, no, I the Christmas special of '89. No, 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 no. You know, let me do the greatest Star Wars film of all time, in my opinion. And it's, I don't care if anybody disagrees with me or not, but The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Like that, that is an argument that I will go to my grave. A hill you will die on. <clears throat> I'm yes. supportive of it. Because, That's what I mean, I'm talking about. and a close second would either be A New Hope or Return of the Jedi. Not even close. But like Empire Strikes Back is probably my favorite Star Wars movie ever. And there's a variety of reasons. I mean, John Williams, the iconic John Williams, wrote the film score for all the Star Wars movies. But the story that's told in Empire Strikes Back is just stellar. And there are very few movies where evil wins or leaves you on a cliffhanger. And we talked about that a little bit with the Infinity War uh, mentioned earlier. But like the whole idea of Luke getting trained by Yoda and it's the first time you see snow in Star Wars, like at the Hoth planet. And, you know, just it's a beautiful story. Right. And then um, even how they leave you like I think it's I think, well, Star Wars has a huge fan base. Right. But like I think it's underrated how well of a job, especially in Empire Strikes Back, they leave you on that cliff hanging. Right. And they just want you to just soak in that moment and it's that slow deliberate storytelling that they do such a great job with and you see that picture of them at the end of empire strikes back and i think it's just luke leia r2 and c3po and they're on the millennium falcon because this is after han solo gets um, frozen in carbonite but they're just looking out into the galaxy right and then you hear that fanfare of john williams at the end of the movie and it's like i have to wait two more years to watch return of the jedi like (laughs) And to think that it that's how it was back in the day. Yeah. Like, you, you didn't get to just see a film the next year. Like, Infinity War to Endgame, that was, what, a almost year. an exact year? Yep. Mm-hmm. Where, where back in the day, it was like two, three years between movies. Or, like, the kiddos of today, they can just pop on Disney Plus and just watch everyone they want back to back to back to back and just not have any, any gap whatsoever. Yeah. They're all on a streaming service. So, yeah. yes, Empire Strikes Back. Um, spoiler, Luke finds out who his daddy is. Well, and I want to say something about that. So we we were actually, so any, this is one of those movies that anytime it's on TV, Michael will turn it on. Even if he ends up leaving the room, he will turn it on and leave it on. But so it was playing the other day and I was watching it and it was getting toward the end of it. And I texted him and I was like, how could you never tell me that the Darth Vader was Luke's father? But I can you imagine like being in that year? Because like before I even watched any Star Wars movies, I knew that Darth Vader was Luke's father, and it's just because it was very much a pop culture thing by the time we by the all time it got were to born. Your world, yeah. But can you imagine being in the theater when it was released and learning that for the first time? That piece of knowledge just being dropped on you, like. Well, and the pacing at that moment is so slow, and it's just very impactful the way that it's it's yeah. told, like that cinematic history. 
Well, I feel like that was the mm-hmm. end or the Infinity War finale. Well, like that, I feel like that gut punch is probably as close as it can be to that yeah. moment. Yeah. Well, and then the idea of um, when Luke finds and Jordan, I, I I don't know why I probably thought about this before, but you you would relate to this uh, probably more than Alicia did when I told her the other day. But like the part where Luke finds out that Vader's his dad. And he screams at him. He's like, that's impossible. And he's like, no, you know how he screams at him, right? Yeah. You know how he screams no at him. And the first thing that went to my brain the other day was what happened when, when uh, Anakin becomes Darth Vader and uh, the emperor tells him that he killed. Foreshadowing effect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, that's impossible. She was alive. And he's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Such good storytelling in Star Wars. So yes, the empire strikes back is, the greatest Star Wars movie of all time, and what are we on round two or the last or that was three? Four. So now well, we're this is round three. Four. Yeah, 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 four. So who's well, going first? That would be Alicia. Okay, so I feel like I have to do one chick flick. You guys don't have to watch it with me, but I'm taking it with me. Miscongeniality, miscongeniality. No, but that's a funny one. That's a good one. That is a really good one. I do love a Sandra Bullock. Um, no, I'm gonna go. You got. You've got mail. I've not seen that one. 1998, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. Um, My mom loves that movie. And I, and I bet if you ask Katie, she probably loves that movie. It's just, it's, it's Katie's not a, a movie good. person mm-hmm. um, as a whole, so I don't know if she would, but I, she may have seen it though. Yeah. Well, it was right around that. Meg Ryan was in a lot of, it was like Molly Ringwald in the, in the 80s. Meg Ryan was in a lot of things. Tom Hanks was in a lot of things. Um but it was this. It's just a good, good chick flick. Has a little bit of mystery. It's the start of the email, so it's very like very iconic because it's it dated. has the whole AOL thing on it, and that's the big thing. Is you've got mail. Um, nice. And there's books, and you know, just fun stuff. So yeah, I don't remember who goes next. Micah. Okay, Micah. Man. I only remember because I go clockwise around my screen or, or counterclockwise <laughs> around my screen. So I just, I'm just like, yep. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> so like I'm looking at my list and I guess this is just like based on the mood that we're, you know, in the moment. Right. And so like, it yeah. could change. this could change at any time. Right. Like not Absolutely. like in this podcast, but like, you know, we go on this trip in like three months, my list could probably change. Mm-hmm. Um, even He's next like, week. I'm sick and tired of this list. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm thinking like, okay, so like... No, I'm just messing. No, no, no. Seriously, like, so I'm looking at my list, right, as we're talking, and I'm like, man, thriller, thriller, superhero thriller, thriller, like a lot of deep, you know, storytelling and not a lot of like, I love comedy too, but like a lot Mm -hmm. of what we watch and cover at Nerd Talk is more nerd. Superhero, yeah. Superhero, Mm -hmm. more thriller, more suspense Mm -hmm. and that kind of genre. Um, And so like, Alicia's going to hate this pick, but like I absolutely love Armageddon. The movie <laughs> Armageddon. Great movie. Bruce Willis. Great movie. Ben Affleck. 1998. Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. That cast was amazing. Stellar. I, I can't say that there's a single movie that we've said yet that has not had a stellar cast. So I, that's another movie like Alicia kind of, um, oh, that's another one of my favorites. At least you just put one of my favorites in the chat. Um, and it's not on my list, which is kind of funny. Um, but the whole idea of the end of the world happening and the only thing that can save it 
is that may be my number one pick now that Alicia's put it in the chat. I may swap out my number one now. Or not my number one, but my last pick. Um, but anyway, back to Armageddon. The whole idea of an asteroid hitting the Earth and the fact that the only way that they can save it is is, is by having a guy who can drill holes in the Earth go to drill space. Drill a hole in space. Drill a hole yeah. in an asteroid and blow yeah. an asteroid, <laughs> drop a nuke in it and then blow the asteroid into two pieces and then save the world from extinction. It's yeah. just... Because it's easier to teach a man how to drill a hole in space than it is, or or it's easier to send a man into space than it is to teach him how to drill the hole in space. <laughs> yes. Um, it's one of my favorite lines when Bruce Willis is like, it's going to take you forever to learn how to drill this thing. <laughs> well, in that same scene, Jordan, he's talking to the to the military and he's talking to NASA and he was like, he's like, what's your contingency plan? And the guy looks at him, he's like, contingency plan? He's like, your backup plan. He's like, you're telling me the United States government does not have a backup plan, a <laughs> contingency plan to sit. The fate of the universe is in the six Boy Scouts you want to call astronauts. Like <laughs> Bruce Willis's rant and that movie are great. And then, you know, his yeah. daughter ends up dating Ben Affleck. And it's mm-hmm. just it's just an amazing movie. And then like every time I, I watched that Ben movie, Affleck is in that film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't remember who she dated, but I I knew he was famous. Yeah, that's wow. Yep. Great. And at, and at the end of the button, or at the, at the button, the end of the movie, he's got the nuke in the asteroid, and Bruce Willis has to stay behind, spoiler alert, and die to save mm-hmm. the world. But the guy's like, press the button, Stamper. <laughs> and I'm like, and every time I watch it, I'm like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? I don't know. It's just, for me, I don't know. You're like, I, don't I hate know that he pick. does it. And- you know, you, you said that you you said that I'd probably hate that pick. I I don't hate it. I just it's one of those things that I know. She just doesn't there's a like long, it. There's a long list of movies that you just like a lot more than I do, and that's fine because I'm sure that there are maybe a lot of movies that I like a lot more than than you do, and that's fine. And I don't mind watching it. We'll watch uh, that movie without her on this deserted six month uh, paradise. You guys can watch that while I while I go watch You've Got Mail. How about cool that? Runnings is another one that Alicia doesn't like that I love. I t- it's not a bad movie. It's not. I love John Candy. It's a great movie. Oh, you man. just love it a lot more than I do. Yeah, like, I'm looking at the... You, you talked about Remember the Titans earlier, but Will Patton, the guy the guy that plays Chick, he, they're the coach in yep. uh, Remember the Titans. He's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, William Fitchner... Steve Buscemi, Owen Wilson's in there. Yep. Um, Owen Wilson. Michael Clark Duncan. There are so many good people in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I that's that's another movie I can watch. It's a good one. And th- it's got a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't like um, Aerosmith, you will by the end of the movie. <laughs> Just ain't that the truth. <laughs> that's fair. That's funny. Uh, so who's next? Who we got next? Me, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with your theme here. I feel like we're we're doing it in rounds with themes. I'm gonna stick with the theme of space, and I'm gonna go with The Martian. It's got uh, Mark John Wahlberg. Cusack? Uh, no, 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 no. This is this is Mark Sorry. Wahlberg, Jessica Christine, Kristen Wiig, Jeff Daniels, um, Michael Pena's in it. Kate Mara, Sean Bean, Sebastian Stan. Shitwell, Effajor, um, the guy who plays Wong is in there. Um, like basically, like half of Marvel's cast is. That's in really there. funny. Yeah, I, I so, thought you were gonna pick Apollo thirteen. 
not Mark Wahlberg. I, I said I, I meant Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Um, yeah, Matt Damon is in here. Um, I always get those two mixed up. Uh, so so Matt Damon is left on the uh, on Mars, and like this this storm comes through. They have to hurry and get on the thing uh, on their shuttle to get off the the planet because it's going to physically tip the rocket over, and they don't have enough stuff to push it back up. So mm-hmm. uh, they leave without him, and he has to spend three years without without like human contact oh my gosh yeah it's a phenomenal film so it's based on a book and and here's one of my favorite things and and casey if you're ever going to listen to this just know that i'm still upset about this with you um i love you but i'm still still mad at the way you handled it so my best friend from call or from high school he's he's trying to tell me about this movie and this book he's like you got to read the book and so I finally watched the movie and I fell in love with the movie. And I was like, this is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. And he's like, you should read the book. At the end, Matt Damon's character dies. He doesn't even make it. And I was like, no way. Three years later, I finally get the book and I read it. He doesn't die. He messed with me. And for years, I'm sitting there like I'm, I'm contemplating, like, do I finish this book? I don't think I can handle Matt Damon's character dying. And I finish it, and he's not dead. <laughs> That's so mean. That's a very I, cruel joke. I call Casey, and I said, listen here, punk. <laughs> and he's like, what did I do? You don't ever call me that. So what, what did I do to you? And I said, three years ago, almost to the day, you told me that this guy dies in the book. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot I did that. And I said, I just finished the book. And he's like, you are justified in your anger, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those, like, I'm not, like, really, really mad, but I'm just like, are you kidding me? Dang it. Like, that, it was so funny. Oh, my gosh. So that's funny. so mean. But, yes, that's almost, that is almost of, as mean as the very, so, you know, the Great Mouse Detective, the, oh, yeah. the animated movie. The first, the intro of it, how it kind of fades out. After the it's like raining, my brother used to turn the movie off and tell me that that was the end of the movie. <laughs> that's awesome. So mean, but that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny now. Wasn't then. I hope he does that to his kids. I hope so. Of course, I hope you're a jerk to your your futures your spawn. <laughs> I don't know. That's oh my gosh, that's that's hysterical. All right, so. We're going to go ahead and do a round of honorable mentions. So you get one honorable mention in this round, Micah. Just one. I know. Why are you singling me out? Because you walked in and you were like, I've got at least two, if not three honorable mentions. And Alicia said, because today's her episode, (laughs) one Micah. And I'm I'm a meanie. She's a meanie. So... Just want to let you know, you get one. Well, the only reason I asked was because on every other roundtable we've done, it's been two or three. It has been two to I three, was trying yeah. to make it more challenging. So, all right. We'll, do, we'll just have to do. We'll just have to do another episode in the future and have a it's completely different list. An episode in the future where it's only honorable mentions. <laughs> no, another roundtable <laughs> top five movies because I'm sure they would change. They would change. Quite possibly, yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Micah, go ahead and throw out your honorable mention. Well, I put Avengers Infinity War, and we already got Avengers, so I'm going to do Avengers Endgame. 
so I can complete the story minus Age of Ultron. I was going to say, he's going he's gonna to make his last pick, Age of Ultron. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> All right. My honorable mention. Um, I really I get to, to talk say- about in game, and you're just like, I'm going to go. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and talk. Go ahead and talk. No, that's fine. No, Avengers Endgame is a perfect conclusion to Infinity War. Um, I've never seen, you know, we talk about it a lot um, here at Nerd Talk, but the whole idea from Thor Ragnarok to Avengers Endgame, that storytelling, the the writing that goes all the way through those three movies is just amazing. And so, like, uh, we talked about, or Jordan, you said earlier about getting punched in the stomach um, and Infinity War being that perfect punch in the stomach. And then, you know, the the angst and the depression and everything that they go through at the beginning of uh, Avengers Endgame to kind of get back to where they were and the fact that they can figure out one way to save the universe and bring everybody back that they lost is just incredible. And, you know, we've talked in other episodes about how incredibly difficult it is to write, execute, and portray time travel. And I think they do an incredible job in Avengers Endgame. And mm-hmm. they, they're able to 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 go see their, their former selves in the past. They're able to bring in other characters that they didn't bring in and uh infinity war and then you know of course jordan the whole final battle scene um is just iconic um and it's almost like a um you know kind of a you know they 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 have this battle where the avengers compound is after thanos destroys it right and just bombs the crap out of it but like Mm -hmm. it's almost like a rebuilding right they're they're going to the next generation the next version of of what the avengers and what the mcu is going to look like moving forward and um Gosh darn it, every time Tony Stark dies, I cry like a baby. Oh, same. I, I just cry and cry my eyes out. And, you know, when you see Cap there and and, and Thor and, and all the guys just, you know, and then, you know, even Spider-Man as young as he is, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark. Every time he says Mr. Stark, I'm like, oh, I just sob like a baby. Um, because you get, right, we talked about Homecoming in another episode, Spider-Man Homecoming, but how obnoxious of a teenager he is. And he says Mr. Stark like a hundred times in that movie it gives it so much more meaning when Tony's dying and I'm tearing up right now thinking about it, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's just an incredible story and um, very well told. Oh yes. Yeah. And, and when Dr. Strange tells him there's just the one way, right. And he lifts mm-hmm. his finger. Yep. And like, yep. and I mean, let's be honest right now, Jordan, when you went and saw that in theaters, did you know that was happening before? No. Right. So Dr. Strange, it's a backstory, right. In infinity war, uh, Doctor Strange is kind of sitting there in that little uh, meditation pose, and mm-hmm. he's going over all the possibilities of how we could save the universe. And so um, he tells Tony, "There's only one way." Out of fast- like 14 million, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to Endgame, uh, you know, the gauntlet, you know, has been put back together to bring back everybody that has been lost. They're doing that big battle. Thanos is trying to get the the gauntlet to to snap everybody again, and then um, he goes to snap his finger. The stones aren't there, and then right before that Tony looks at Dr. Strange and he lifts mm-hmm. up that finger and it's like knowing now, right. I didn't know that either. Like we, none of us did, but like, yeah. Oh, that was the one that Tony's sacrifice was the one thing that was going to be the save only him. way that it would work. The only way. And he knew, and he mm. knew. <laughs> so yeah, there's just, uh, I want to go watch it right now. <laughs> he's like i'm gonna get off this podcast i'm gonna go watch endgame no it's, yep. it's, but it's three hours long and like there there's not many movies out there that are three hours long that can keep your attention that does that well of a job telling a story mm-hmm. like i can think of a handful titanic lord um, of the rings Aven- lord of the rings yeah that, that was on my that was on my list you know return of the king two towers um 
Endgame. Infinity War's close. It's like two hours and 40 minutes. Um, yeah, it's two hours and change. Yeah, Multiverse of Madness is up there as far as longer, but like not overstaying its welcome. Same thing with No Way Home. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's just incredible depth in storytelling. And you just, you feel for people because guess what, Jordan? They spent a decade building these characters up in the story and they bought it all together. And the mm-hmm. Russo brothers just knocked it out of the park. So yep. that's my honorable mention. Back that, Jack. <laughs> oh, I got you. One word. 101 Dalmatians. Morbius. <laughs> no. No. I'm, no. I, I, <laughs> I knew I was going to get you. I was like, man, how do you even back in game? I know, I know, I know, I know. Batman and Robin. Freeze no. well. No. Get- Freeze well. <laughs> Ice to meet you. Ice to meet <laughs> Nice to meet you. No. Um, oh, so I did I did give this a little bit of thought as we were going through this with, you know, if we're going to be there for six months, Christmas could be in there. And we need a Christmas movie. And what better Christmas movie? One. What what cr- better Christmas movie is there than the Santa Claus? At least you like the Santa Claus. I do. I feel like that's just, it's one that you can throw on. Like, it's not super controversial of, hey, like, I like it. I don't like Some people are like, okay, I love the Grinch. All right, which Grinch do you like? Uh, do you like the new animated, the original animated? Do you like the the Jim Carrey? Like, there's so many different opinions. And then you've got different versions where the Santa Claus, you just stick with the first one. And I feel like the Santa Claus would be, and this is just a, a logical thinking. If we've got to be there during Christmas season, like, this is the one I would want to watch. Hey, Jordan. That's yes. Plain milk's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's my favorite scene in that whole movie. I feel like that's one of your favorite we scenes say, in any movie. We say that line a lot. I know. When that's you what don't I get knew. your way, plain milk's fine. Well, I, I kid you not. Like, I thought about this. and I was like, I don't know that any of us are going to disagree with this one. I no. think all, all three of us would agree that out of all the Christmas movies, like, this is one that will get everybody totally fine. Like, we could throw it on at Christmas. No big deal. Yep. The only reason I wouldn't pick, like, Charlie Brown Christmas is because it's like 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, you want something that's got a little bit of time to it that you could easily just, like, throw on in the background. And it's got mm-hmm. good music. It's got a good, yeah. like, and Tim Allen has a voice that's not going to put you to sleep. So, like, yeah. if you want to throw it on in the background, like, it's not going to be like, gather around the Christmas tree. Let us tell you a story. <laughs> like, I've wa- I'm watching Big Bang Theory right now, and there was a, I was watching one of the Christmas episodes, and Howard Wallowitz was like, gather around the Christmas tree, everybody, and hear how Sheldon ruined Christmas. <laughs> I'm just like I'm forever, gonna, I'm forever gonna start saying things like that. Like well, I just gather around. Well, for the, so for the lady that played the waitress in that scene. Oh like, yeah, on. yeah. I Judy? want a glass of. What was her name? Judy. Yeah. Like yeah. He was like, "Let me get a nice cold glass of eggnog. We're out. <laughs> Plain milk's fine. Can I get chocolate milk, please? We're out. Plain milk's, Plain milk's fine. fine. What can I get for you? Coffee." We're out. Decaf's fine. <laughs> Something like that. I don't think that was exactly how it was, but like it's so yeah, funny. It, so yeah. good. But I just I think that if we're gonna be there for six months, there's there's a good chance that Christmas could be in that. Especially yeah. like like if we were to leave tomorrow. I mean, it wouldn't, but <laughs> Is that your favorite Christmas movie? Uh yeah, out of out of all the Christmas movies, that one's probably my favorite. Followed it up with Die Hard and then Iron Man Three. 
I really enjoy <laughs> I'll Be Home for Christmas without Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <gasps> That's a good one. We watch that every year. I don't know that I've seen that one. It's on Disney Plus. Should okay. watch it. It's so good. Like it's actually really it's super cheesy, but it's good. It's it's a typical nineties. I love Christmas with the Cranks as well. Mm. Which is another Tim Allen Christmas movie. Home it's Alone. the one where they, they decide oh home oh, home alone, yeah. But I, I really like Home Alone too as well. Like I think the nineties yeah. uh, the nineties weren't known for you know a lot of good sequels because they there was a sequel to every movie but Home Alone two to was solid. every movie mm-hmm. yes but Home Alone two was solid mm-hmm. just so. as good as the as the first. All right, Alicia, your honorable mention. Nineteen ninety six. Twister. Oh. Jordan can relate. I was gonna say I I can relate. Did you are you making fun of me out here? <laughs> no, no. She I absolutely that love that movie. I watched I love, that movie. I love I think, it. I've only seen it a handful of times, but there's one scene where they're driving after the twister towards the end mm-hmm. and the, the pole goes through the van on the oh, guy. Oh, that's terrible. Oh yeah. I'm oh, like, terrible. Nope. Well, he does get what's coming to him because he won't listen to anybody. I think my I think my favorite part though is um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He is uh, he, I like him in a lot of movies again because you know I love the quirky people. Um, but there's a scene where they're um, they're really close to Helen Hunt's aunt, and she's known for her cooking. And so they're like they're trying to talk her into going to her aunt's house, and they're you know talking about being hungry. And he was like. Food, food. <laughs> <laughs> we do that all the time too. Like, I want some food. It's a good, but, you that's know, a good. Pick. Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt. It's hard to go wrong. You get a little bit of romance. You get some suspense because you never know when a twister is going to come up. Um, I know, and I know that around that time there were a lot of weather-related films, and this was by far my favorite. I feel like we hit we hit strides where oh there's a bunch of weather films in the 90s mm-hmm. oh there's a ton of superhero films in the 2010s oh there's like they hit certain strides where you'll see like uh 2012 came out and I think there were like two other like doomsday event films that came out around that same time mm-hmm. and it's it's like everybody has to to jump on that that bus yeah I absolutely. think when Armageddon came out I think that was when what was the there was a, there was another Deep Impact. I think that's when Deep mm-hmm. Impact came out, like right around the same time. Yep. So, all right. I guess I get to to end it with round five. I'm gonna throw a musical in, and this should come to no surprise. My favorite musical, Hamilton. I uh, I, I think that that's one that I can sing along to, and I can enjoy. As long as a uh, a child is not behind me kicking my chair, <laughs> we went and saw oh, Hamilton. Uh, actually, this past weekend, it was here in OKC, and and there was a kid who was sitting behind me, and he kicked my chair through the first act and into the second. And I turned around, and I I probably put the fear of God in that kid. And I was just like, please stop. <laughs> and he was just, he like just froze. It was great. I probably shouldn't be as happy about it as I am, but well, he shouldn't be annoyed. And is honestly, whoever was there with him probably should have made him stop. You shouldn't have had to do that. Oh, the kid wasn't even ten. 
he shouldn't have been there. This this show is not one for for children. So hmm. I've never seen it. But talking about you, kid, who sat behind me. Hmm? You know who you are. You, you know who you are. But no, I I think that that it's one of my favorites. I absolutely love it, and I think that that would be a great one for us. Hmm. If you haven't watched cool. it, go watch it. It's my little yeah. my little PSA announcement. Go Maybe watch. by the end of the six months, I'd be able to sing along too. <laughs> Can you rap? Because if not, then you're gonna have, oh, no. have trouble. Okay, I was gonna say no, you're, no. you're gonna have a little bit of trouble with it if you can't rap. No, yeah, okay, then that's that's a no for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a no for me. <laughs> All right, Alicia, what's what's your last pick? Okay, another 1996. Again, I think a lot of mine, like mine ranged from 1993 to 2000. That was my my year range for all of my movies. Just uh, good stuff. Okay, so 1996, Independence Day. Ooh. <laughs> Solid pick. I love. We watched. Like, I wish everybody could see Micah's face. <laughs> right. We watch. We watch that. There are two movies that we year. watch every year on it on July Fourth. We watch Independence Day and Sandlot, and they were both. Uh, I mean, Sandlot was on my backup in case something too. got picked up. Oh my it's gosh. so good. But I love Independence Day. Like it's just. I, I, Again, the Jeff Goldblum. I can't seem to get rid of Jeff Goldblum. I just love the dude. Um, Jeff so Goldblum. So weird, but I love him. He is a weirdo, and I love it. Will Smith. It's just, there are so many good lines in there. Welcome to Earth. Like, just all kinds of stuff. There's aliens. Um, it's patriotic. It's the good. Speech, the speech the president gives at the end gets me every time. Oh, yeah. Every time. We won't go quietly into the night. We won't go in <laughs> without a fight. <laughs> Today is our independence day. Everybody comes Bill up. Pullman. He doesn't like Bill Pullman. Um, but what I, the like... heck is that smell? That's <laughs> so good. But, uh, and I will say that we did we we did cave a couple years ago and we watched Independence Day Resurgence and it was terrible. Like it was absolutely terrible. And I will stand by that. It was bad. Hey, from my generation to yours, up yours. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not oh, understanding gosh. this as the as the audio listener, go watch the film. Go it's it's definitely it. worth it. It's so, so good. good. It's a good movie. I'm What's glad the, that made the list. Yeah, it's a good one. So I believe Micah has last pick, right? Last pick. Man. Real quick, before you before you share, because this is the last one, and I know that he's probably got like fifty on his list, so it gives him a second to to choose. What do you think his last pick is going to be, Alicia? Not not Micah. Mike is already going to guess his own last pick, but uh, I have a good idea just because I I mentioned it just a little bit ago to him. It's not that. It's not that one. Okay, I want it well, to be that, but it's not that. Okay, we so my, we should have done a top ten. <laughs> we can do well. We can do another round. Do old. I mean, like not another round, like another episode on another round. Um, I thought I had I had two thoughts: either The Patriot. It's one of my favorite movies. Or oh, so good. Cool Runnings. No and no. 
What about Jordan? Do you have any guesses? Well, I thought maybe, and I, I don't know if he's into these or not. Like, because he he's not into, he got his, his two big superhero movies out of the way early on. I was like, okay, like I'm not gonna pick those because he's already got them. I thought maybe the Gladiator. I don't know if you're into that one. I probably like it more than she he likes does. it more than I love I, the film score. Gladiator, a really good score. one. Um, and so, I also kind of wanted him to say Braveheart. No, my brother. I don't think he would. That. He would. He would not say Braveheart. No. I didn't think he would say. I just. I really wanted him to throw <laughs> me a curveball and be like Braveheart. So, so two things. One, um, the what our cat just came in to visit me. Um, two things. One, the the idea. Well, actually, let me do this first. So, Braveheart. Years ago, my mother, who passed away almost two years ago, she um, was a huge Mel Gibson fan, right? And so my older brother, Lonnie, wanted to watch Braveheart. And so he convinced my mom to watch Braveheart with her. She didn't, or Lonnie didn't tell my mom that, Brave, or that, that Mel Gibson dies at the end of the movie. And so as the story is told, um, they sit through the movie, and I think that's right around a three-hour movie. I think that's a three hour, three hour and change movie. It's probably pretty close if it's not. Yeah. yeah. So, so my mom and my brother Lonnie are watching this movie and she finds out that Mel Gibson dies at the end. She smacks my brother. She's like, you didn't tell me he dies. Like she got really upset with him because Mel Gibson dies at the end of the movie. Two hours and 58 minutes. Yeah. So she, she was so mad that she sat through that entire movie and then he dies. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The other thing is that I, um, contemplated picking like the Patriot or picking Twister, but then Alicia Alicia loves Twister, so like I was like she was like do you, she sent me a message and she's like are you gonna pick Twister and I was like I had it kind of on a list and I didn't want to if she was going to so she I I was like go ahead and pick that one so this whole list that I've had I've had the Dark Knight Avengers Infinity War the Empire Strikes Back Armageddon I felt like I had to have something funny in this list mm. because we oh, have a you're lot going of for comedy yes. So, play a little game here. If you could pick the year 2000 or 2008, what year would you pick? Because I'm going to base my pick off of that, that year. 2000 or 2008? I'm going to say 2000. I was going to say 2008. You that already picked it... a 2008 film. Go with, yeah. you, you have The Dark Knight, so go for a 2000. Okay, dude, where's my car? It's one of my favorite movies, and I can watch that movie. And Alicia's dad loves it too. And it's just, it's the dumbest thing it's ever. It's funny. Um, but Ashton Kutcher. Um, oh, I've seen it. it mm-hmm. I remember funny. going to see it. I remember going to see it in the movie theaters, and my parents probably didn't know what I was going to see at the time. And I was probably way too young to see that movie. But like, it, it's hysterical. Yeah. I, and I don't know why it's so funny to me, but it's like one of those things, Jordan, you talk a lot of times about how you can just throw a movie on and, and not really pay attention but know everything that's going on in the movie yeah that's me because i've seen that movie so many times so <laughs> yeah what was your 2008 pick Step Brothers. that's why i picked 2008 because i thought that's what it was <laughs> uh my best friend cole and i from college he and i watched that movie more times than we well we would be willing to admit that we watched that way more than we should have but um quoted every single line of that movie john c Riley and will ferrell play so well off of each other mm-hmm. and you um, touch my drum set 
Oh my gosh, yes. They, but there was a, about a month and a half ago, it was on, I don't know, like HBO Max or Peacock or something like that. And I turned it on and I'm crying laughing. And Alicia, like, she's like, why, why do you think this is so funny? And so like, I think she made, makes a great point, but she's talking about how you watch Step Brothers and the more you watch it, the funnier it gets. Mm-hmm. And so- um, Like Dumb and Dumber. Yes, but- I think Step Brothers is like the 2000s version of, of Dumb and Dumb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And honestly, Absolutely. like the first couple of times I watched it with him, I'm like, I don't think this is funny. And I think for me, it was more, it was more funny to watch him watch it because he's quoting it the whole time. He's laughing hysterically. And I think that over time, like that's how, like I like it more. And I think it's more funny mm-hmm. after watching him watch it. It's, it's kind of like with youth group when you when you go in and watch like Napoleon Dynamite. You're not there yeah. to watch Napoleon Dynamite. You're there to talk through the movie and like quote the movie. Hey, yeah, Uncle Rico's gonna throw the football over the mountains. Yeah, I'm surprised Napoleon Dynamite didn't make Alicia's list. Yeah, um, I do. I do love Napoleon. I love Nacho Libre too, but I think I'd pick Napoleon over Nacho. But yeah, dude, where's my car? Is it's just one of those. <laughs> dude, where's I'm my sorry. car? Is one of those just go-to movies for me that I can watch at any point um, and just have a good laugh. Like it's, it's so dumb because they are incredibly stupid for the dumb choices they make and literally lost their car and have no idea where it's at. So yeah, yeah, that's my number one. And I think that those are 15 solid movies that'll get us through six months on an Island. Yeah, absolutely. I I would, I I'll stand by my, my choices. I'll stand by some of your guys' choices too. And, and three out of the four best Avengers movies, so we can, you know. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, I agree there. So, all right. Well, we've had a lot of fun with this episode, but it is time to say goodbye. Where's the? Where's the? Uh, what's the sh- cheers? We should have cheers do our theme song for the way out. <laughs> Something tells Don't me they're not going to give. Where everybody knows your name. Something tells me they're not going to give up that. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we're getting that one this round. So, anyways, we've had a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us on this episode. And if you have any other roundtable ideas or any other podcast topics that you want to hear us talk about, just let us know in the comments uh, on our Facebook stuff, or you can message us, and we will catch you next time here on Nerd Talk. <laughs>